You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. All we do is talk Raiders football. Sometimes that's fun. Weeks like this, not so much. Uh, we lose our tempers and we talk about it uh, from the standpoint of two guys objectively covering the team here on the show. Thank you for being with us. By the way, if you don't subscribe to the show, please do. Uh, whether you listen to us on audio, uh, just check it out. Check out the link wherever you go. If you're on Spotify, you can find us there. If you're on your Amazon Alexa device, just say, hey, Alexa, play Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. It'll come up. You can save it. If you listen on Android, if you listen on Apple, just go do that for us. Also, if you're on Apple, give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate that as well. Uh, Mo gets food and water if we get five-star ratings. So please do that. Um, but also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscription button. We have so many people watch the show, and I really, and I look at the numbers, and a lot of them aren't subscribed. They watch every week, but they don't subscribe. I'm like, what are you doing? Subscribe, hit the notifications bell, and then you'll know when we are on the air. And we're always in the live chat mixing it up with you. Uh, by the way, on the mailbag show yesterday, Mo, there was some dude who had, I had there's the only way I could say I had a hard-on for you, talking about how much you are a Derek Carr lover. Now, this goes in direct conflict with some people I see on Twitter who say that you hate Derek Carr uh, and that you just want Derek Carr to be gone. Uh, so social media is such a peach, man. I would like to put up a poll. I didn't do this on Twitter. <laughs> I want to put up a poll. How many people think I'm a Derek Carr hater and how many people think I, I just one. defend Derek Carr 24-7? I would like to see the results to that because I get both sides of it. I, I yeah. get on Twitter and but you defend Derek Carr. You don't ever criticize yeah. Derek, Derek Carr as your savior, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. And then I get on YouTube and it's like, you hate Derek Carr and you don't like Derek Carr. You just want him gone for some bum Jared yeah. Goff, blah blah blah. And I'm just like, Jared okay, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to respond to people oh. because apparently, I'm, apparently, I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. I both hate and love Derek Carr <laughs> to the full extent. I don't understand how I'm able to do that, but it's, it's interesting. I understand it though, Mo, because you know me. I don't, I don't, I don't tweet about politics per se, but I consider myself a free thinker. So I will often question things that sometimes one side agrees with and sometimes the other side disagrees with. And people jump in and they'll call me a nutbag 
whatever liberal. Then they'll call me a MAGA. I mean, I'm like, I, am I both? Am I like a MAGA dude who it belongs to the ACLU? Like, I, you can't win either way. It's like if you say anything that is an original thought of your own, then people want to take it and put it in a bucket. It's really funny, but I, I don't get mad or upset with it anymore. I just funny. I think it's funny. It really is funny because yeah, people just they see it that way. So the duality of it is is kind of uh, interesting. Speaking of football, let's get back to football. We're talking about the Raiders versus the Jaguars coming up in Jacksonville. Uh, Mo, as I said, the Jaguars coming in this game two and six. So at one point they were one and one. <laughs> they were 500. They've now lost five in a row. Trevor Lawrence has had spots where he's looked good. He doesn't have a great team around him. Of course, uh, they've traded off pieces. They did trade for Calvin Ridley, right? So that was an interesting acquisition for them. Uh, but where is this Jaguars team? What can the Raiders expect as they roll into uh, the Navy-based city of Jacksonville, Florida? Two things I expect the Jacksonville Jaguars to do in this game. One, they're going to run the football. Uh, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, since he's got there, he's, I want to say, run heavy, but he's got his running backs involved. James Robinson, early in the year, had a hot start. Of course, he fell out of favor, and they traded him to the Jets. Travis Etienne has come on. I remember when Travis Etienne came out, I said that he was the best running back in his draft class. I think he was in the yes. same class as, as uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yep. Um, but he has come on. And I believe he ran for 156 yards in London against the Broncos. Had a great performance. Unfortunately, for the Jaguars, they came up short. But they're going to run the football. So the Raiders' run defense is really going to get tested. That interior that we talked about in the previous segments, mm-hmm. those guys better buckle up their chin straps and be ready. The other thing is Doug Peterson has a track record of uh, feeding his tight ends in the passing game. If you remember when he was with the Eagles, he had Dallas Goddard. He had Zach Ertz. Uh, he had, I believe he had a uh, Brent Selleck as well. Selleck, yeah. So he had, a, he had a rotation of tight ends. Now he has Evan Ingram, who was kind of a disappointment with the Giants. He, I know he had a Pro Bowl year, but he struggled with drops. He has come on of his late, as of late. He scored his first touchdown of the season against the Denver Broncos in London. He's getting a lot of targets, and the Raiders have struggled. And as I've said this plenty of times, it's like a broken record, but the Raiders continue <laughs> to struggle to cover the tight end. And with with Evan Ingram now rolling, I wonder if he's going to have his best game against this Raiders pass defense that struggles. So ETN and Ingram, those are the two guys you got to watch out for. And when the Jaguars get close to the goal line, they love to give it to Trevor Lawrence to, to sneak it over. over. He either goes over the top or sneaks it past the goal line. So he may not hand it off to the running back when he's at the two-yard line. He may try to take it himself. Trevor Lawrence is a big guy. I believe he's like six, you know, six, six or something like that. Yep. So... Watch out for the sneak. Watch out for Evan Ingram. Watch out for Travis Etienne. Yeah, that running offense, that the Doug Peterson control the ball offense. Um, I, I, boy, this could be another long day for this Raiders defense if they don't find something. Because uh, and we talked about Denzel Perryman not being on his game uh, against uh, New Orleans either. Uh, you're going to need him, right? He's their thumper there. You're going to have to be. The, he's going to have to play well. But you're going to have to get uh, Clee Farrell in the middle. You're going to have to get Bilal Nichols. Those guys are going to have to play well because if they can effectively run the ball, then they're going to start slinging it, just like you saw in New Orleans. And I think that this Raiders defense, we talk about the offense, and I really do believe the majority of the issue last game against the Saints was the offense's inability to do anything. But I will say the defense in this game has got to play a really good game. Uh, and I don't know. I just don't know. 
uh, where they're at if they're capable of doing it. What I will say is that the, the the silver lining here is that the Jacksonville Jaguars have turned the ball over a lot in recent weeks. That's true. So yeah. so if there's a time for the Raiders defense to have a get right game, so to speak, this is it because the Jaguars have been careless with the football. Uh, as we know, Deron Harmon has been around the football a lot in recent weeks. He'll force a turnover and take it back to the house if he if he can. Amik Robinson has had a defensive touchdown. So if the Raiders defense wants to find some momentum, this could be the game, though I do think, and I know I said this last week and I was completely wrong about it, but I do think this has the possibility of being a shootout because the Raiders defense hasn't played well. The Jacksonville Jaguars defense, even though it has some players on it, has some cracks in it where Derek Carr and Devontae Adams – Hunter Renfro and even Darren Wall, if he plays, can all get right. So a lot mm-hmm. of points could be scored in this game, but I will say that there will be opportunities for the Reds to take advantage of some turnovers. Yeah, and a quick check of the injury report as we as we come to you on the show. Devontae Adams was limited with an illness again. Now, we talked about him having flu-like type symptoms last week. He was fine for the game. Uh, we wondered if maybe that factored into his his lack of production uh, against the Saints, but he again was limited on Wednesday, as was uh, um, ne- Neil Farrell, Mac Hollins, Darren Waller. Again, he was out there, but limited, and Sam Webb again as well. And then Devon Diablo did not practice uh, with a back and wrist injury. So you talked about the top of it, and actually on yesterday's show previously, or Tuesday to the, the trade deadline, that he might be a guy the Raiders move because he's been disappointing. Uh, now he's hurt. Uh, and, and so, so the Raiders continue to have, yes, you have injuries all season long, but the Raiders continue to have marquee players that they need to perform, uh, not a hundred percent. And that goes back to my point about watching out for Evan Ingram, uh, the middle of the field mm-hmm. is the coverage hasn't been good. That's why when Dave Ziegler said divine Diablo is one of the guys that's improved under Josh McDaniels and his coaching staff, I raised my eyebrow, like. Are we talking about and seeing the same divine Diablo <laughs> on these in these games? Because the middle of the field has has been a buffet for opposing teams in certain situations. Of course, you remember Travis Kelsey scoring four touchdowns against this defense. I know he didn't rack up a lot of yards, but they couldn't they couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say this: <laughs> my column, my betting column, dropped on Thursday, as it always does, yeah. right? And the Raiders are favored by one and a half points when the column went out. I picked the Raiders. I, I, I laid the points with the Raiders, and I think the Raiders win by a field goal. Of course, I write the column, so the score predictions are my own projections. I have the Raiders winning 26 to 23. But I will say this. I had very little confidence in that score projection. After what <laughs> I understand Dave after Zucker said, you, you know, after what I saw last week, I, I really can't tell you that I expect to see this from the race because I don't know what to expect. Now, I understand scoring zero points is an anomaly, but as I said in the previous segment, the Raiders not playing complete games is not an anomaly. That's been the norm yeah. for them. So if they have a bad quarter, a bad half, this could be a very close game, and Jacksonville can take advantage of their home field and come out with this victory. So, Mo, let me ask you this question. If the Raiders win, why do they win? Tell us what their game plan is against that Jacksonville defense and defending against Trevor Lawrence and the offense. What do they do to win this game? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You start off by feeding Josh Jacobs. Go back to what worked. Now, I understand they couldn't do that so much against the Saints because they fell behind so far early. So you, you kind of go away from the run game when you're behind by multiple scores. But as long as the game is within reach or you have control, you have an advantage, feed Josh Jacobs. But you also, the Jaguars have struggled in the passing game. I know one of their young cornerbacks has played well in Tyson Campbell. But get Devontae Adams involved. Uh, coming off of a game with one catch of three yards, as you said, we understand he has some flu-like symptoms coming into that game. As far as we know, he should be fine. I know he's limited at practice. But Devontae Adams should get a steady dose of targets and a lot of yards in this game because, as we've said, Hunter Renfro hasn't been the same player. We don't know if Darren Wall is going to play. And even if he does play, is he going to have a full workload in his first game back after missing multiple contests? So Devontae Adams has to be a key to this win. And, of course, Josh Jacobs, lean on your stars to get the W. So on the other side of this, if the Raiders lose this game, you talked about uh, obviously the running game of Jacksonville. Um, what else do you see if the Raiders go to Jacksonville and, and come away with another L? Uh, what hit, what did they do or what did they fail to do? I could say what would probably happen. Raiders fans are going to want to hear this. My famous quote. But if this isn't <laughs> if this turns into an Arden Key revenge game, where Arden oh boy. Key. Trayvon Walker and Josh Allen get into that offensive line because, as we know, the pass protection isn't very good. The run blocking, fine, but the pass protection has been a problem. If those three yeah. guys, Arden Key, Trayvon Walker, and Josh Allen, give give that offensive line a lot of issues and get Carr to speed up his clock and he's under pressure a lot, that could wreck this football game and it wouldn't even matter because, as I said, getting the ball to Devontae Adams is a priority, but if Carr is on his back, no way Adams gets the ball. No, absolutely. Yeah. And so so you had in your column, you said the Raiders 26-24. Is that what you had? 26-23 Raiders. 26-23. Okay. I can't pick the Raiders anymore. I just can't do it. I I, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I, I'm traumatized. Gonna, I'm gonna, yes. I'm, yeah, traumatized. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want hate stuff on, uh, on, on YouTube. No. Um, I like the Jaguars in this one, 21-17. I don't think the Raiders are getting that offense going. I don't think... The def- I think the defense, you know, to give up 20 points, you got to expect this defense to give up 20, 21 points. I have seen no indication. Now, I agree with you on Josh Jacobs. If the Raiders are to win the game, he's got to get rolling, and you got to get Adams involved. I don't mm-hmm. think, I'm not confident Darren Waller will be back. Everybody wants to point to maybe he will be. I don't think he will be. I just have a sense for that. I also just believe that the offense isn't going to click again. I really don't. I think second game on the road – I don't think there's any uh, responsibility there that 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 this offense is feeling like they need to do something more. Derek Carr doesn't seem phased by Derek Carr's got an injury. His back is bothering him. He's practiced, but if that line, to your point, if that defense and the Arden Key revenge game, if they get in and they pressure him early and put him down a couple times. He might not feel that great. And if he doesn't feel that great, as we all know from Derek Carr's career, if he's not 100% and he doesn't feel 
comfortable, he's not going to perform well. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I hate to say that because I don't want Raider Nation to have to endure a two and six. But I just can't go the other way until they prove me wrong. I'll jump in here before the before the listeners send hate mail to you uh, for predicting a loss <laughs> and going to a six. I'll say this. I, Darren Waller was very close. It seemed as though Darren Waller, Darren Waller was very close to playing against the Saints. He was out there before the game warming up. Vinny Bonsignor said, it looks like, you know, he's like, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but it looks like Darren Waller is fine. It turns out Darren Waller didn't play. It looks like he was close. I think he's going to play. I just don't think he'll be, I just, yeah, I think he'll, I just don't think he'll be very effective. Will he play, will he play more than five snaps? <laughs> I think he'll play more than five snaps. I just don't, I just don't expect a big game from him. The Jaguars are actually pretty good at defending tight ends. I believe yeah. they have Devin Lloyd, who they drafted in the first round. They have a good linebacker core, but believe it or not. So yeah. I, I just don't think Darren Wall is going to have a big impact, but I think he will play. I think it just comes down to Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs have to have a big game. And in order to do that, Derek Carr has to be upright for a certain amount of time, and he has to see the field. There are some times when Derek mm. Carr has time to throw, and he doesn't hit the right read, and he or he doesn't just he doesn't make the right play, or the ball's off, or again, his ball placement is not where it it's was not in previous years. For whatever no. for whatever reason it is, his accuracy is just a, it's a tad bit off. Now you could blame you could blame Devontae Adams for not getting his feet in, in certain situations, but if Derek Carr places the ball where it should be, I think. Devontae Adams has a better chance to get some of those toe tap drags in and bounce. It's like watching me play cornhole at a tailgate. Like I'm always way over or I'm always under. <laughs> I'm never getting it in there, right? And that's what it seems like with Derek Carr. I'm making light of it, but it seems like he underthrows, and that's where we've seen the turnovers mostly. Uh, and then he overthrows. Uh, and he's missed a couple open touchdowns on that. Look, all quarterbacks <laughs> do that. Don't get me wrong. But I do think – for whatever reason, it's just – I don't know if he needs glasses or what the hell the case is, but there's something not there with the ball placement and him feeling – and I, it goes back to comfort, Mo. It just goes – he's not comfortable. And, and I want to correct myself real quick. I don't I, – yeah. you know, I want to take back – not that he doesn't make the right read because I'm not in the huddle, so I don't know the exactly, exact, yeah, you know, I get what you. his progression is. But what I will say, he's not seeing the field because in that interception that he threw against the Saints early in the game where I believe it was Pete Warner, the linebacker, picked it off. He didn't see the linebacker. And I think uh, it was pointed out during the broadcast that Derek Carr just didn't see the linebacker. Yeah, tucked didn't in see him there. at all. Right. And, and he was able to make a play on the football. So I think he needs to see the field, make quicker decisions, and he'll be fine. But if he doesn't do that and the offensive line has issues, it could be a long day. If the Raiders win, I'm going to predict here. I know you're talking about Josh Jacobs, and I don't disagree with that. But I think if they win – it's going to be a big day for Devontae Adams. They have to get that pass game yeah. going. And I agree with you. If Waller plays, it's not going to be Waller. Waller will have a couple catches. He'll factor in, especially as a decoy at times. But I think Devontae Adams has a big, big game if the Raiders win uh, down in Jacksonville. All right, Mo. Well, we've come to the end of this edition of Silver and Black today. Mo's got the Raiders by three, right? Three. I have the Jaguars by 4 21 17. So that's the prediction. We'll see how it goes, but they'll play the game. That's why they lace them up. Scott, if you're right, you're going to have to lead the show and cuz Raider <laughs> fans are going to have the pitchforks out and you're going to have to lead the show and talk people off the ledge because you predicted that. Yeah, that's okay. I know. And 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 people always say, "Oh, you <laughs> And that's the thing. Our show it's weird. And I sent this to you via text the other day. Our show from a from a download perspective. So we look at numbers just like you look at ratings on TV, we look at downloads, right? 
And um, this show does extremely, extremely, extremely well when the Raiders win and people are really excited. And also it does just as well when the Raiders are really, really bad. When they're in between, it's, you know, it's good. You know, we're, we're still the third ranked podcast in the whole network, but it's the extremes, man. People respond to the extremes uh, just like they do on social media. So we'll see how that all goes. But no, I hope for Raider Nation I'm wrong. But until they prove me wrong, I just got to go the other way. So that's the way it goes. I mean, my, my BR colleagues, we were split. There's six of us now who yeah. do the betting column. Three of us picked the Jaguars and three of us picked the Raiders. So that tells right. you where the Raiders are right now in their season. Because everyone expected the Raiders to be better and they still believe they are better than they're playing because of all the be. talent. Yes, exactly. So I don't blame them for having the, the glass, has, uh, half, glass half full <laughs> where now mine is half empty. So we'll see. Anyway, Mo, my friend, I, I will love being on the air with you and we will talk to you on Tuesday. Of course, uh, we have a post-game show Sunday, Murph. Evan and I will be back, and we will talk post-Jaguars game. And then Evan will join me. Excuse me. Mo will join. I can't keep track of all the names now. Mo will be back with me on Tuesday as we do one last recap and do that. But make sure you catch his work all weekend on Bleacher Report, especially on Sunday if you're watching the games. Uh, you can check him out. Also follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. He's a little slow on Twitter on Sundays because he's so damn busy. Uh, but he'll get back to you as well. Follow me on Twitter at LV Gully. This has been Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Mo, have a good week, man. Hopefully I'm in a better mood than I was last Tuesday. <laughs> you will be. You will be. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.